think I just thought that if you are breaking lockdown, you're probably being a bit selfish. Everyone's going for the same issues. I didn't see my grandparents for months and months and months. Mm. But there was an uncomfortable amount of people just ignoring it completely. And that was, that was very odd. I mean, I, I, mean, I'll, I wear a mask because it's common sense. Uh, sorry, Ian Brown. But it's I common know. sense. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's common sense, I'm afraid. And if you don't wear them, you are just selfish. Mentally, it's the most difficult thing I've ever done. And I'm, and I'm still dealing with it now. Welcome back to the Talking Head podcast. If you don't know who we are, every week we get new voices talking about a different subject around mental health. This podcast may contain sensitive subjects and vocabulary that has been shown to provoke a reaction. But know that all efforts have gone into making sure it's as helpful to everyone as possible. As always, we appreciate all the love and support towards each and every episode. Sharing does make people listen. And listening sparks conversation. Let's get talking. Hello and welcome back to the Talking Head podcast. Um, this is episode 12, the season finale, the coronavirus special. Uh, this is something I've sort of teased for a bit, but um, I'm really excited to sort of finally get it out. It's been a sort of a journey so far. Um, I've definitely felt myself progress as sort of a host and sort of been able to ask better questions and stuff like that. And you know, what? I've really enjoyed my time sort of doing it. We're not going anywhere really that suddenly. We will be coming back quite you know shortly really um and we'll be coming back in a video format i'm very excited about that we've also got a few other things in the pipeline a few other things going on behind the scenes which i don't want to disclose yet but um yeah you should look forward to them um a lot of people might listen to this and then you know this be the first podcast to listen to and go this is a terrible time to start enjoying the podcast it's actually a really great time um we've got um 11 other episodes um and, and this one uh, for you to listen to in the meantime, uh, but it won't be long until we're back. Uh, and thank you to everybody that sort of said anything positive about the podcast because it doesn't go unnoticed. And uh, every single share, every single like you sort of give us um, really does sort of make a difference. Uh, so thank you for that. And uh, yeah, keep spreading the good word. Um, but we'll see you back very, very shortly. This uh, podcast is something that's um, probably my favorite one that I've done so far. Um, it features multiple voices talking about a singular topic and their experiences, which is something we can sort of all relate to. And that's coronavirus, um, which is a bit in, a bit of a bugger recently. But, you know, uh, it's something that sort of I wanted to talk about for a while. And we're finally sort of getting multiple different voices to talk about it. So it's a different format to usual uh, rather than just having me and a guest. It's uh, me and uh, a few other people talking about uh coronavirus so yeah uh thank you for uh all your love and support and uh, i'll be seeing you very very soon um for a fresh uh, and new season um which is coming out very very soon so stay um updated on the socials and uh we'll let you know sort of when we're coming back which won't be very long at all so uh yeah until then uh take care and enjoy today's podcast thank you uh today i'm going to be joined by somebody that has not joined us on the podcast as of yet this is his sort of first um sort of um what should we say baptism onto the podcast um <laughs> Digging uh, me up like, a bit here. yeah exactly i'd like to uh <laughs> i'd like to welcome james how are you doing i am good i'm very good to be fair how are you i'm good i'm good uh where are you situated right now uh, i am currently in a small town called wham on the welsh border so nobody's ever heard of that um no nope. you ready? nobody you ever sell, <laughs> would you recommend for people to come or is it sort of 
honestly, no. The only oh, like <laughs> there's nothing here. Its only claim to fame is Greg Davis went to the school. That's about it. <laughs> That's uh, it. He doesn't really come here very often. So as in he went to if the you school, want to see him, as he went yeah, to the, the school um, as a student or yeah, yeah, right. Because he was a teacher at one point, wasn't he? But I'm not sure. Yeah, if that I don't. Was... Th- I don't think that was here. I think right. that was somewhere else. He had second course. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want to teach mm. here. He moved somewhere else. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so now I'm joined by Lewis Hill. He's a neighbour of the podcast. He's been here many, many times. I wasn't. I was trying to find the word. <laughs> Neighbour's not the right one to use, is it? Which one? What's probably the um, friend of the podcast? He's a friend yeah. of the podcast. He's a friend, a mate um, of the podcast. Oh, he's been here um, second. He's been here the second and most amount of times compared to me but you know sort of to become expected yeah he's he's here to give his thoughts about coronavirus um which you know uh we all wanted to hear you know Lewis Hill's opinions on coronavirus and you know we've been dying to know but you know this is obviously a bigger uh well this is part of a bigger collection of, of, of voices talking about it and now I'm going to be joined by uh, my fourth guest, um, who is recording this uh, actually on the night when it's supposed to be going out. So this is probably the latest I've actually ever recorded it to the time it comes out. Um, that's completely my fault because I'm really unprepared. Um, but I'd like to welcome my dad, who's actually... Um, yeah, I've not just managed to get him on because I'm desperate. It's because I genuinely... I think you've got stories to tell about coronavirus. Um uh, and and you sort of you've had a weird time through it. So can you tell us about sort of? I mean, actually, just introduce yourself, sort of, because so, you're not. Yeah. Hello. Uh, well, I think I think you've done a fairly decent job. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> yes, I am Taylor's dad. Um, and I guess that what we're going to be talking about is is how we've all dealt with coronavirus, and we've all dealt with it in our own different ways. Mm. Um, without putting too fine a point on it i own my own business well with my business partner um and we've had probably the toughest year that we could ever have imagined and thinking back to january i can't ever imagine that we would have thought, sat down and thought this could have ever happened to us yeah but- so um i think we should sort of look at it in the fact that um sort of last year december time nobody really ever knew about coronavirus and sort of um i remember you were saying to me like going into the next year it's going to be a good year sort of like boris johnson was saying it's going to be a good year do you know what i mean you did you see that post and it was like it's going to be a good year this year it's like i feel like you came into it with that mindset we genuinely thought you know the end of last year december two two 2001 we just genuinely thought that that's 2001 two, 2000 and, and yeah 19, 19. <laughs> yeah got it yeah it's, it's we genuinely thought that we're actually going to be, you know, this year was going to be our year. We, mm-hmm. we genuinely had a full order book. Um, we had contracts still ongoing from that previous year. Um, and yeah, we, we just didn't, nobody saw it coming. Um, and I guess we all learnt very, very quickly to adapt and try different things. So yeah, my next guest is uh, someone you might have recognised before. He's a familiar voice. He was uh, the first person to ever feature on the podcast. I'd like to welcome back Gabriel. How are you doing, mate? Hello there. How are you? All good. I'm doing good. We've already asked this question when we started the Zoom course. It's a bit awkward, but you know, oh, well. 
I know you're doing well. Thanks um, for you, checking in. <laughs> you've just moved into um, well, your accommodation for university. Yeah. Um, how are you doing with that? Yeah, not bad. You know, I really like it. It's really cool. I thought I was kind of moving into the middle of nowhere, but I found a Tesco Express, and I'm back. Normality. He's there. Yeah. I saw some cows this morning, and that was brilliant. okay. Oh wow! Uh, I'm not sure I've ever seen a cow in my life. Really? Like in person? I'm not quite sure. I have no memory of it because I was so like, whoa, I was so surprised. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's been a good day so far. It's been a good day. I mean, you are a boy from the city, so you wouldn't be probably seeing cows mm-hmm. on a daily basis. The ghetto, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's with all like lockdown lifting lately and I've finally been able to get back snowboarding up in the... Uh, snow slope in manchester so that's been pretty oh, right. good to be fair oh cool are you a big that, time that, like, snowboarder or um i was pre-lockdown i'm a bit out of practice now i'll be honest <laughs> yeah yeah have you gone like sort of into like the natural environments or have you just done it in sort of these these big complexes uh generally it's just the complexes because yeah, yeah. it's cheaper like yeah, yeah i've been yeah, very i've cheaper. been out into i've been out into the wilds but you know getting yeah, yeah. a plane ticket to like france every every like other week can get a bit get a bit pricey <laughs> yeah i imagine um you i swear I, I think i saw it on your snapchat it's like don't take airpods onto yes yeah i saw a um, i saw a skier there oh so it wasn't you in. It wasn't me, thank God. Okay. I right, cool. I I I I don't think I could let my like I don't think I could do that for like No, no, no too no. too much too much responsibility there. But yeah, I saw this skier putting in AirPods and I was just like, You're li- you're taking pure white little two hundred pound pieces of plastic yeah. onto a pure white snow slope. If you fall over you may as well just burn some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, like I don't know what what made them think it was a good idea, but it is sort I of mean, baffling, isn't it? I mean, it, it's confidence. It it's unrivaled. I wish I could be that confident. To be I, honest, I, I'll, so I'll go out there and say it's big dick energy right there. Oh, um, it's massive. Um, Take so, AirPods. But, yeah, but did you did you see it fling out or? No, no, I didn't see it fling out. I think he that like would have been good if put him. Oh, if it, oh, I would have, I would have <laughs> physically lost it. But no, I think he like put them under, like half under a beanie. So like they kind of stuck right. in a little bit. But mm. it's still like if you fall in, oh, if you like slip out and like the beanie comes off, you've lost your headphones. There's no way. Like, then, yeah. I, I just it's too much risk for how much those things cost. Yeah, well, I, honestly, dude, for every you know sensible person, is always an idiot. So, um, I mean, know. as long as it's not like my money, I don't really care at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah to be fair, it's his loss. It's not, um, and at the yeah. end of the day, it's a funny story for everybody apart from that person. So, yeah. um, and we've gained wow. something for the podcast for it. So, thanks that guy really? for doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. But yeah, today we're talking about uh, coronavirus as the entire podcast is, and uh, I'd like to get your first thoughts on sort of when you heard the big C word, what, what was your first initial reaction and sort of what the first sort of actions that you took as a result of hearing that word? Um, I think I, yeah, the first time I heard about Corona was, <laughs> it feels like ages ago, but actually it was only January. Um, just because it had already hit China by then, like it, it started by then and there was already coverage about it. And I remember 
um, it wasn't being covered on major news sites, so I had to look research it myself. And I remember watching a video or listening to a, like an audio file of a Chinese reporter um, on the phone to a, a nurse or a doctor who was in one of these hospitals and was saying, we are at capacity, people are dying, we can't cope. It was so, so scary. And I thought initially, well, they had SARS previously and that didn't come here. Um, and I thought that, oh, okay. So this is just another foreign illness that we're not gonna need to worry about. Lo and behold, <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard. It's, it, I feel bad for laughing, but it, I, I think if I don't laugh, I end up crying. But, yeah, um, you've got to find some sort yeah, of release. thing to smile about. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, even if it's kind of like a scared smile. Mm. Um, so yeah, January was when I first heard about it. And then I'm, I remember the first case that hit my borough in London. Um, someone had taken an Uber taxi to the hospital to the local hospital and um he had it he totally had it oh, and he had to right. be quarantined immediately um Jesus. i don't know where he was from i don't know who he was he just all i heard was yeah we've got the first corona case in london and uh <laughs> he, it's in our hospital and no one knows who that person's been exposed to so it, that was pretty uh shocking I mean, I live in a really big part of London, so the chances of meeting someone at that point with COVID was so small. But now it's like, you know, the R number's gone up again, which is ridiculous. Um, I'm not going to talk about the government just because it's so easy to criticise them, and I feel like everyone's doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they just haven't quite got it on pat, but oh well. Um, so yeah, I think the initial panic of it hit and then i thought wow and then do you remember we nearly we supposedly nearly went to war with iran so i just forgot yeah, about it yeah i know we forget about all the stuff that's we happened too. From, it's incredible I mean, the forest fires we had at the start yeah. of the year it was mental exactly. yeah. it was insane i guess looking back it was probably january february it was a time when obviously it broke the news had broken in china um and Everybody was discussing it at the time and saying, but how long will it be before it travels across the world? But because we'd been through bird flu before, um, we and it didn't really make it to the UK, and it never really had... It had a, a big impact in Asia, but it didn't have a big impact here. So we probably all just sat back and thought, well, it's not really going to happen. We might end up with one or two cases. I can even remember that, that time when I heard about the first couple of cases. Even at that point then, I never imagine that we'd be in the position we're in now i think it must have been like the start like end of january start of february when it wasn't in england yet mm. it was sort of still this like far away thing in china and like a little bit in italy and it was like oh surely this thing like can't be that bad it's just like a new thing like mm. it, it'll it'll be all right it'll like blow over and then <laughs> then it's like Oh, it's still here, and it's oh now it's now it's closer. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Now we're not allowed outside. Oh, maybe this is worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Do you I remember sort was... of tracking it and sort of seeing if it had gone into your local town or village and sort of seeing that first report and then it didn't because I mean I'm obviously I'm from Leeds and sort of I didn't really think much of it. Um, and then sort of mm. we got the first case in Leeds and at this point I was like okay this is bigger than sort of anything I've seen before um, you know, oh so yeah definitely because when you think China all the way to bloody Leeds 
You know, I mean, they're two <laughs> completely separate things. I'm thinking this is yeah, oh, yeah. than I thought it was, and then sort of the case multiplied. And um, it kind of when did it first get in this country? It first got mentioned in like January, didn't it? Because everyone was like, "Oh, 2020 is off to a crap start." Because we've got World War Three, yeah. and we've got <laughs> coronavirus. This is gonna not end very well, type thing. Uh, but it was kind of one of those. It was like mm, maybe China because it's in China. You think, oh, it's miles away from us, we'll be all right, type thing. And then it was like February, it was like, oh, it's getting more of a big thing now. There's people all over the world with it and whatever. Um, but then I don't know, I kind of, it was one of those things like whenever it was on the news, it was obviously on the news and I thought about it. But then during the day, I wasn't thinking about it. But now like, I think about it every day, obviously, because it's one of these in everyone's lives now. But yeah, um, it's a part of everybody. Unless it was on the news, I wasn't like interested. Like, when I watched the news, I was a bit like scared. I was like, oh, this is going to be a bit of a. Because they were kind of making it out like, it was like it was like killing people instantly. I mean, you get it, you're dead. Like thing. Mm. That's how I thought of it anyway. But then, like when you actually hear people, because well, that's all it was in this country. Like, oh, this virus is taking over China. Loads of people are dead. Like, things like, oh, it's sort of. I mean, I look at you know um, my first reaction to it. Uh, I think I was probably. I mean, I worked in retail back then, and yeah. I was sort of. I I think I took it more seriously than any other employee there. Um, just in the fact that I was sort of saying, oh, we should probably like regularly like clean stuff. Like we have like a kiosk oh, at the front. Oh, for sure. And, um, and I would like, obviously that would get quite, it was like a high contact area. So I would hmm. clean that quite a bit. And um, I think they thought it was a bit of a joke at the time. Yeah. Um, I think I had the uh, sort of last laugh there because like maybe like a few days later, we sort of went to this national lockdown. So, so oh, it, yeah. like, sort of national lockdown, what was your sort of, first um reaction to that and um were you a bit daunted were where, where were you were you at, at home um well i pretty similar to you i work in a well i worked in a pub um throughout like the start of all this and um yeah definitely there was like especially been so remote here there's um like obviously there's not a lot edgeways like around here like nearest town that's like decently big is like an hour away so like you're properly in the sticks and then everyone just kind of has this culture of like almost like a bit of a disbelief at the news because you're so disconnected from it it's like oh well you know it can't be that bad surely like and then you get oh new reported case in here and it's like Mm. hang on a second that doesn't sound right (laughs) (laughs) and then Obviously, like the work culture, especially like you said, it's it was very like jokey with it, and it's mm. like oh, whatever, you know, it's it's a cold, yada yada, and it's like it was because I think especially here, like at least in Leeds, it's like a pretty big area with how rural it is here. Everyone just kind of takes it as a oh well, it couldn't happen, couldn't happen here because mm. we live in nowhere. Um, and then obviously we went into national lockdown and everyone's like, oh, well, this is stupid. I'm just going to flaunt it everywhere. And I think especially in like rural areas was where it was worse. Like I'm assuming there's like, obviously there's all these things of like parties and this and that in like Manchester and Leeds and London, but you never heard about them around here. But as someone who lives here, they were everywhere. Right. <laughs> like, cause obviously we don't have the, biggest sort of police force so we've got um 
everyone, everything stretched so thin. And it was almost like there were definitely most people adhering to it, but there was an uncomfortable amount of people just ignoring it completely. And that was, that was very odd. March rolls around. By this time, I've gotten a job working in my local Costa and mm. um, I can't remember quite when, but they sent out an email saying, okay, COVID's coming. We can't give you any more wages. Costa was one of those uh, companies um, that did that. They did say they would give us the next month in advance, but they said after that, you've got no financial support. So we were feeling pretty scared. And then the furlough system came out and then we were all really relieved so i think that span of between january and late march when we went into lockdown i can't remember what mm. my last work date was but i think it was like march 23rd that we went in something like that and that space of just under uh two months no just under three months was i think probably like i tried to just forget about it and then it hit and then we were sudden, suddenly faced with that massive thing of now you've got to be at least three meters apart from everyone that you know. Yeah. You can't go see people. I go to church on a Sunday. I used to on a regular basis like every week. And uh, that was the first thing to close. And I didn't realize how much of like a social club that was for me until, mm. yeah, about a weekend. Because I realized, oh, I'm not going to see any of my people, any of my friends. Um, so that was my first thought. It was the suddenly sh- sudden shock and loss of like all of my social networks. Um, and I kept in touch with people in the way that you know we've all been doing on Zoom. But I think the initial thoughts were, for me, this isn't going to just fizzle out in the summer. We're still going to be dealing with this until this point in the year. I, well, I'm not surprised that we're here right now. Um, I think the only thing that surprises me really is that we still have people who like don't believe it exists. But then like the initial like fear passed when basically everyone kind of found out it's it's flu, isn't it? But yeah. uh, that's not so seriously when... downplay it, you know. I don't wanna piss on piss on Corona's bonfire, you know, you've done well. Um You have done quite um, well. Yeah. Um, but look lockdown, um, so that came around. How did yeah. you sort of react to that? Um did it sort of become real when, when that sort of came around? Yeah, it's kind of like a bit of a shock. But I only had a week of furlough, like literally a week. And that was yeah. it. And then I was back to work because we opened back up. So I'm kind of glad that happened because it didn't feel like I was in lockdown. I was just going to work. So it was mm-hmm. all right. Uh, most of it um, pretty much went full time. So it's all right. So I wasn't really, I wasn't one of those people who had no job, no school, no mates type thing. So I went on mm-hmm. phone every night with my mates. Um, when went to work, so it was, it was pretty much not well, not normal. But do you know what I mean it didn't feel as surreal as it probably would have done if I didn't work for like however long it was, like what three months? Long. Like for sure, there's a. I think even now there's still like, especially around here, that air of like, oh, I don't need to wear a mask. It's not round here. Yeah. It could never happen to us, <laughs> but uh, clearly it is happening, and people are just. Like, I don't know if it's willful ignorance or just being oblivious to everything, but yeah, it's a very, it was a very weird reaction where it almost felt like it wasn't real around here just because there was Mm. nothing been done on like a local level and the reaction to it was more just like, ha, 
this is for other people, not us. We're fine. And then, so, yeah, it was a really odd, odd sort of, like, fever dream, almost. Yeah, like I mean, a I thing imagine, that wasn't. Uh, the sort of image I'm getting of your sort of, um, your village is, um, I don't know if you've seen Hot Fuzz, um, but sort of the village it, from there. Yes. I'm imagining yeah, sort of similar vibes. Yeah, it's slightly more built up than that, but not by much. It's right. <laughs> it, it's very similar. It's less surprisingly less of a like farming town. Right. Despite despite being where it is, it's just a very small, dead little like satellite town almost. It's like a commuter town. And it's very weird, like, but yeah, that's a very good comparison, to be fair. It's very, like, everyone knows each other and, oh, village fates and all this, and I hate yeah. it because <laughs> I don't know anyone from here because I'm not from here. I just live yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, it's sort like, of an outsider. Yeah, it's a very weird, like, perspective looking from the outside in, and it's like, this feels very like cult, almost like a bit cult-like. To be fair, yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very odd. <laughs> Maybe you should be a bit careful where you tread. Uh, mm. So, um, yeah. So, what with lockdown? So, what's the biggest um, change in your life that sort of came out of that? Um, there's like a couple. It's because it's been so long. It almost feels like <laughs> I've gone through like a bunch of different stages mm. within it. So like when it first started, I was like, oh, this is fine. I haven't got to do anything. I can just sit, sit at home, I'll watch films and be on Xbox. And that was fantastic for like two or three weeks. Mm. That process of back in, I think it was August, where Pierce Corbin, Jeremy Corbin's brother, um, <laughs> called all his friends and they all went into Trafalgar. And they had a 10,000 people rally or whatever protest for this pandemic. Disgusting. Um, I found that absolutely horrifying. And then here's the kicker. So it's a 10 grand fine, right? For meeting up. If you, for for people Mm. organizing these massive events during a pandemic, but he can pay for it. So surely if you're rich and well off and 10 grand's not much to you, surely that just makes it legal. You know, it's just the cost of running a protest. So I don't know. Back to that question. Initially, I definitely think, I think I've always thought that we were going to be in it for the long haul. I think that this was such a serious thing. I just think that, you know, we just weren't very quick at getting into action about it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be one of these things where sort of, we've always been saying we won't know how well we've sort of done until we sort of come out of it. And mm-hmm. I don't even think we're sort of out of it yet. We, we, well, we aren't. So can we, even, can we even sort of make these judgments yet where we go, right, was this a right decision? Was this, because we don't really know. I don't think really in a way we might never really know um, because a lot of it is sort of, it's modeled around and it's, um, it's very, very tricky. Um, so, so when you were in lockdown, you were speaking about obviously the social element, sort of that being stripped away from you. Um, did that affect you mentally and sort of, uh, I, I'd like to hear sort of, did it, has it gone back to normal? Did it go back to normal? Did you get to see them again before you sort of moved away to uni? Because there sort of must have been a small gap where you must have been able to sort of see them again. Yeah, there was. Um, I, now I'm one of the lucky few um, who hasn't had a history of mental health issues. I've been pretty solid. The only thing I really struggle with is uh, some learning difficulties and 
asthmatic lungs. But, um, you know, as far as mentally, you know, psychologically, I've always been pretty steady. I've, you know, I've managed to cope through a lot of things. I think the only thing I really felt was just the lack of a system, the lack of a reason to get up in the morning. That really mm. messed with me. Um, I'm someone who I do rely on having a routine um, because it's the healthiest thing to do. I think, you know, you wake up, you go somewhere, you wake up, uh, you, you know, you go home, you do something, you know, you go to bed. Um, it just, it makes sense to me. But, um, you know, I, it's not like we couldn't leave our house. I was, I was lucky enough to have space and uh, like a, a green space near my house to um to go and you know spend some time in alone so i did a lot of running and exercise during the lockdown i think that definitely helped with the whole um physicality um and the psychological aspect of you know being trapped in your home um not being able to see people for a while yeah that was a bother but you know i think i i rash every time i thought about it i then rationalized it and i just thought well it's either this or one of us catches covid by accident when we don't need to um and i i think that through rationalizing it um i now i'm not just not to say that anyone who wants to go see their friends is this but i think i just thought that if you are breaking lockdown you're probably being a bit selfish um everyone's going through the same issues i didn't see my grandparents for months and months and months mm-hmm. um i only saw them recently before I moved out just because the R number was still low at the time and I thought okay well I'm I've I've we isolated for a few days beforehand as well just to make sure Mm. um and I think that when I told myself that if I I'd be putting my uh, other people at risk I think that took out the whole need to go see people because I just accepted it and then I you know I would Skype my friends and chat to them and text with people and i still go out i think going out for me like walking outside my front door was probably the healthiest thing i could do um and it actually gave me a lot of time to like really connect with my uh i've got one brother and uh previously we didn't really get on that much but now it's a bit better and you know it gave me a chance to really learn how to like run a house my mum was still working all the way through lockdown um not to say that I wasn't doing anything in the house beforehand, but because of her work and because, you know, the long hours she was doing, she really couldn't do anything in the house. So my days, if I wasn't, you know, wasting my time watching Netflix, I was cleaning or I was cooking or I was doing the shopping um, or I was going out on my own. And I think the space of time that it took for me to like mature in that sense and be a bit more house savvy and a bit, you know, connect with my brother a bit more, we smoked a lot of weed <laughs> yeah. and that was it we'd have like whole weeks where it'd just be what did we do yeah, <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah. i can't remember yeah. um <laughs> most of it was sleeping or eating but yeah. um yeah i think that it was it definitely in the midst of it i think i coped extraordinarily well um not to gloat but yeah i think i could probably do round two of lockdown i feel like Mm. i'm i'll be able to it will be a different setting because i really will just be on my own with other people but on my own uh, without family it was really difficult because the industry we're in um the 
They kind of had uh, a situation where it, it's the construction industry, by the way. Um, it well, it was carrying on, uh, not as normal, with different um, things in place to protect people. But at that point, everything was supposed to carry on, partly because you've got programs to meet, um, clients, you know, to, to uh, jobs to hand over, and, and clients to keep happy. So for that reason, um, whilst a lot of jobs did shut down, there was a few that insisted that they wanted to carry on. We got some letters sent to us that we gave to our employees that would, should they get stopped by the police and asked where they were going, they just had to produce this letter, uh, which proved that they were working on a construction site that was open and they were allowed to travel. But the the, the office staff, we realised very quickly that there was no way we could actually work in an office together safely yeah. at that point, and the everybody was advised to stay at home, and that happened quite quickly, really. So the idea that you sort of got to produce a document just to prove that you can do your job is a bit mental in a way. Um, but the sort of idea of, of working from home, so how long did that last for you? Because I, I, from what I remember, it wasn't very long. I think it was in the region of two or three weeks working from home, mm. um, but then we very quickly realised that you can't do everything from home. Every single time you sat down and tried to do something, you realised that a part of what you were trying to do was in the office. So we decided that we were each going to have a separate day and go to mm. the office on that day. Um, and that sort of gradually started to increase, really. The difficulty was we'd, we'd furloughed all of our staff, our office staff, which meant that we were both having to do the jobs of three or four different people um, in departments that you don't normally have anything to do with, like accounts. Um, and we were all just really trying our best. I guess the best way to describe it is at the time, I remember thinking, I've just got to take a deep breath and get on with it. But I never expected it to last as long as it did. So do you, would you describe that time as, as very stressful? The most stressful time. I've ever, I've ever had, um, partly because you really didn't know what the future held. You had the uh, lives of other people who were sat at home. Furloughing means you can't actually get in touch with anybody. They can't do anything that would generate any profit for the business. And as a result of that, you can't even ask them a simple question about something they would know about, but you have to go looking for the answer. Um, and it, for that reason, it just became so stressful, just trying mm. to understand. People were quite often talking to you from sites, expecting you to know everything there is to know about it on jobs that I'd had nothing at all to do with. Um, and you knew that the people who did know, you can't contact them. Yeah, I think um, the furlough scheme um, was probably a huge weight lifted off your shoulders for a bit. Um, but uh, it doesn't take away the, 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 all the other stresses that you just listed sort of from that. In fact, no, to be fair, it was probably fantastic for about a week and a half. And then I got so bloody bored. It's like, oh, I can't be bothered to do old. So yeah, I yeah. took up like running and all that. And well, I took it up again. I used to do quite a bit of like cross country and that. But um, so I took up all that. And then that was all right for about two months. You know, it gave us something to do. I was in the best shape I've been in for a while. And I'm still like pretty good. But then it was like, again, because that's all there is to do. 
it's mm. hype. All right, well, this is getting a bit tedious. I've been doing this same thing for like two months and I'm very much a person who doesn't sit well. It's all got to the point where, you know, there's almost that bit of like, I don't want to say depression because it's not depression, but just, I suppose, lack, complete lack of motivation to do anything because you're so bored and you can't like think of anything to do. And then you just kind of slump around and sort of like don't exist for a bit. Mm. And then very recently with it all starting to open up, it's been, I suppose the biggest change has mostly just been like through lockdown, the lack of a shit I give for what other people think. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've sort of developed that too. Um, it's sort of a weird thing, sort of. I, I don't know why it sort of happened all of a sudden. And honestly, I mean, it probably could be put down to many things, sort of coming out of relationships or lockdown. Oh, definitely um, that. Sort of um, just all these, all these things sort of uni coming up and sort of the idea that I'm going to sort of, the idea that the people that I already really sort of know doesn't really matter what they think about me anymore because majority of them are probably never going to see again, if that makes sense. Not in a way that sort of, if you're anybody that's listening and they already know me, <laughs> I'm not fucking going, yeah, you can fuck off. No, because that's not what I'm, I'm, I'm like. Um, but the idea is sort of like, you know, um, I'm, I'm I, going to uni, sort of starting fresh anyway. Um, mm. But yeah, with, with lockdown, it's had a weird effect on me, sort of, where now I've, I've started to give less of a, of a shit, really, about what people think about me. Um, yeah, it's, it's honestly I, I, the best I, thing I to come out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, sort of, the, the, the idea that sort of um, I would have even sort of done a podcast at the start of this year would sort of not really sit right with me and be something I'd be uncomfortable with, but um, that's something I probably wouldn't have done if it wasn't lockdown, mm. I think it probably tells us to boredom as well. Sort of, you don't want to, yeah, it gives you that boredom. You want to be, you want to be more than boring. Do you know what I mean? You want to do something <laughs> that's sort of going to be entertaining. I'm very much, I cast myself as more of an entertainer than anything. Cause that's sort of, you know, one of the reasons I want to make films is because, um, I love entertaining people and it's a great medium to mm. do that on. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I completely so, feel you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, if you have stories to tell, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be doing it because you want to meet your favourite actors or whatever. Um, you should be doing it because you want to tell your stories. It's a mm. bonus to famous, your favourite actors and actresses. And oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that's that's a pretty good bonus, to be fair. It's a, it's a pretty good <laughs> bonus, but, like, um, the, the sort of idea behind it should always sort of remain in my head, sort of, you know, you want to tell a story, you want to entertain people, that's just sort of... Definitely. Do it. Um, and yeah, I know there's, there's certain things that can sort of total up, you know, this sort of lack of um, care um, uh, now. And um, I feel a lot less self-conscious, which is, which is good. Um, and I think a lot of it actually has been held by sort of talking on these podcasts and sort of opening up. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and being like that, because uh, any sort of conversation you have with someone is cathartic in its own way, usually, if they're handling the mm. conversation right. Um, and, 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 you know, usually feel a lot better afterwards um after having it and you know i could total up this sort of lack of um care of what people think about me to a lot sort of um i don't know what what made me think of doing it but like recently i've been really bored and been i've been trying to be as creative as possible so doing like quite a lot of writing it gets hard though doesn't it yeah no, it's it it just it me get it gets hard. really hard to be creative when you're like bored and you're like i i need to do something and then you're yeah, yeah, churning yeah, exactly. out and it's just sometimes it just doesn't flow and it's like so 
I mean, I would, I'd say that I've been quite creative because obviously I said I was gonna, I, I basically put this video of myself um, singing on Instagram. I hate the idea of <laughs> fucking saying that because it seems so cringy. But the idea of it, I just put it on and it like, to be fair, like I, I got some nice messages from it and I was like, oh, that's actually quite nice. And there's no sort of ambition there. I don't want to sort of pursue that. It was just an idea that I was just creative and I was- It's a nice outcome. I was jamming and you know what? I just thought I'll put it out there because it's something I'm sort of proud of um and sort of something you know was nice and sort of so i put it out there and you know mm. and i just thought yeah yeah so sort of then coming out of that so for you it wouldn't have been sort of going back to work that was sort of something you were doing the entire time for you yeah. it would have been more sort of things reopening so do you remember the first few times you started going out doing normal things um and so um, how did you sort of feel about that so you sort of come to it with a new sort of um appreciation for life and stuff like that yeah i think like don't waste yeah i've kind of got a new outlook don't know don't waste stuff don't waste time with your mates that's important uh, the first normal thing i did i, I did a because uh, me and my mates all of you got cancelled so we did a trip to um sunny scarborough scarbados um and then went to york for a night out that was kind of like the first normal thing we did and it felt normal i went to scarborough beach was you know busy which is wrong mm. but <laughs> And there's people mm. everywhere, which is kind of wrong as well. We felt normal, went out in York, felt pretty much normal. Um, it was quite dead, actually. I mean, it was like Wednesday night, so we expected. But good night, had a good laugh, um, left in the morning. Uh, you know, it was, it was a nice, you know, we had a little bit of a road trip, tunes on. It was nice weather, it was like 30 degrees, you know. So it was kind of a good good moment. So it was quite, it was quite nice. It felt, felt like one of those things you look back and go, oh, do you remember when we fucking piled into Daniel's shitty polo and drove to Scalabria. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are positives. That, oh, yeah, yeah. And then after that, um, just kind of went out of town every kind of Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever. So that was relatively normal for someone of my age. So felt relatively normal apart from kind of, you know, being told you can't you know, sit together and stuff. Mm, but, mm. Well, obviously, sort of, with the rule of six being introduced that's um something that sort of took a toll on a lot of people with sort of going out schedule so a lot of people would go out in groups bigger than six and sort of that can't happen yeah, anymore um, right so it's like s club you've uh you've been shagged yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> yeah he's i'm gonna say what are you doing come on get your get your groups right um that's club three now isn't it is it yeah, they reformed, but the other four didn't form board. So it's in Ice Club 7, are they actually coming back? S Club 3. Is that what it is? Yeah. Have they made that decision because of this Rule of Six and they've just had a massive fallout? I think it's just because they've, I don't know, I don't know, had a big breakup, I'm not sure. Tensions in the S Club. For the S Club 7 sting. I, don't, I can't actually tell you, mate, to be honest. I could I could name oh, Steps songs. Steps, uh, five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, yeah. eight. My boot suiting, baby, was driving you yeah. crazy. Um, and then, um, uh, oh, shit. Was, who did the um the chicken, no, not the chicken shop one, the um the, the fast food one? McDonald's, McDonald's. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, they were literally called, like, the fast food rockers. Yeah. Uh, I think they did they have any more hits? Or... No, I don't think so. They kind of ran out of uh, restaurants to sing about, I think. 
No, I'm going to say Subway. Sub- no, it didn't work. didn't work. No, no, Jacob. But no, they didn't. They have bootleg versions in there anyway, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they ran out of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't find a rhyme for Pizza Express, so let's pack it in. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to branch out into supermarkets, didn't work. No, didn't didn't work. Supermarket rockers. (laughs) But I think I found that actually the the space of lockdown, personally, it was quite pleasant. Um, Mm. And the other thing was I was on furlough. So being paid whilst being on lockdown is really it, that put one money uh, problem to, problem aside. One of the big th- reasons about getting a job was so I definitely would have enough money for first year. And the initial shock of like thinking, oh gosh, I'm not going to get paid for the next three, four, five, six months. Mm-hmm. Um, that scared the hell out of me because I just thought, how am I going to earn any extra income? I was planning on getting a second job as well. So. Uh, to be able to get you know a full month's wages as as like an average every single month uh, meant that I would be able to be quite comfortable. I don't need to get a job straight away as a result, which is really blessed. I'm really I'm very uh, no. lucky. Yeah, I mean, sort of. There's two things I want to pull pull away from that, and sort of. Um, you seem to like you. I mean, obviously, smoking weed is part of it, but you you know you seemed quite productive um you 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 took time to do stuff do you know what i mean you weren't Mm. just yeah you were watching netflix but you were also you were doing stuff do you know what i mean rather than just sitting in bed doing nothing you were doing stuff and that seems like the the sort of um the good thing but the the other thing i really want to pull pull from it is is you saying sort of the idea of a second lockdown doesn't fear you now that's that's an opinion sort of that seems quite different to what i've heard previously Mm. so it's an interesting thing to hear do you reckon a lot of it that is due to sort of a, a new environment because a lot of people will be sort of doing a second lockdown if it was to happen um if it was going to be a severe and sort of you're locked in your house um they would be doing it in the same environment do you reckon because it's a new environment it would be sort of a, a new a, like a welcome sort of surprise do you reckon it'd be easier um or is there a sort of more reason to why you think the second lockdown would be all right decent for you um Mm. Okay, it's not that. I th- it depends. It depends on what I do. If we're allowed to go home, I probably will go home because that's mm. the easiest way to. You know, then I'm with family and that's fine. Um, but if if it just means going back to the exact same way I was, you know, during the months of April, May, June, and July, really. Um, if it means going back to that, that means wearing a mask at all times when you're outside, which is what I did. Um, that means not going outside of your neighborhood without within like a five mile radius. You know, I know we had different rules in England, but I think the Welsh and the Scottish did it quite well, mm. um, which is you limit yourself. It meant for me trying to minimize going to the shops, going and doing stuff um, that required me to go and be in contact with other people. It, I think minimizing that to as little as possible was really important. Um, the only thing I probably have a gripe with is the fact that I probably I spent a lot of money on Amazon. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, very I feel very guilty. I feel guilty <laughs> about that. You know, I read somewhere that Jeff Bezos, like, um, if he if he lost if he gave all his money away, um, not mm. all of it, all the money he earned during lockdown, if he gave that away to his employees as a bonus, he'd be left with the exact same money that he had before lockdown, which is mm. kind of crazy. 
Um, so I'm, you know, I've contributed to that a little bit, I think. But um, no, I think the second lockdown doesn't scare me in the sense that, you know, it's just going to be me on my own. I actually kind of relish that. I like it. I like the idea of it. The only thing that annoys me or will annoy me, you know, we're going to go, I'm going to go study a very physical, practical course. Um, that's going to be taken away from me. That's no, there's no yeah. two ways about that. That's going to be annoying. Um, currently, we're not able to do much of the socialising that most people think first years would do. <coughs> and um, that, you know, that's not great. That's mm. really sad. But at the same time, that's the sacrifice that we as our age group have to make. Um, I think that, I don't think a second lockdown is inevitable. I really don't. I think that if we adopt the best measures possible, like just the standard below lockdown, I think it's really, I don't, I don't think it's unlikely that we could get past it. I just think that um, if it did come, I think I'd probably cope the same amount of level that I did uh, when it was going on. Not to say I didn't have points that I was struggling. Of course I did. I really did. There were moments where I just like, cried and bawled my eyes out because I couldn't cope. But they were few and very far between. Um, I think there were moments where I just needed a hug. That's probably the moments where I'll be weakest. But in the time between that, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm someone who doesn't like to, I don't want to call it self-pity, but I don't like to mope. Mm. It's not. It, that's not a productive use of my time. It's not really a productive no. use of anyone's time. So I don't do it. As a result, that sounds very bad. You know, edgy and badass and you know, you cool. Mope. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's not me um, yeah, yeah. either. It's just that I'd rather accept it and learn how to exist with it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. definitely i mean you can sort of you can feel sad but then the sort of just moping over it i i, I agree with and and it, there are sur- well um i don't want to say surveys or um bits of information research that's proven that people that are sort of um sad and, and sort of depressed in a way are actually the most productive sort of people and the most creative people mm. so that's a positive you know if you're sort of feeling yeah. like you anxious sort of any sort of negativity is going on in your mind you can translate that into sort of positive things. Um, and you know what, uh, the research is there to show that. So um, yeah, anybody listening sort of, you know, thinking, being quite anxious about this, you know, you can turn it around, you can turn it into positive things. Um, and you know, you don't, but then I say, you know, don't make yourself sad to be the most productive person ever. You know, don't do something terrible so that you can do something oh. good. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, don't yeah, take exactly. it to extremes, but you know, sort of, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's optimism to be taken from that. And, and you seem quite optimistic for the future. It's like creative light, I guess you could say. Where mm-hmm. I'm working in a framework, but it's still, you know, keeping like the gears turning. And then like as it coming out of like all the lockdown, that and now I've picked up writing again. And now I'm working on like a sort of pilot for a like animated thing. Um, so I'm on like I think the second draft of that now, um, and that's going that's going pretty well um, for the most part. But it's yeah, it's nice to finally like get back into that because especially I think you'll probably attest to this like doing like college things and all the outside. You sort of 
kind of lose sight of that being like no i need to do this this can wait and it's nice to finally be like you know what no it doesn't have to wait anymore i can just do it and like have this outlet yeah i mean sort of it's weird sort of um yeah the question i asked sort of is a weird one because um the idea of of sort of how would you rate yourself in terms of creative tasks you've done you're sort of going to compare to what you've already seen um Mm. and sort of we're in a group chat um, full of, of people doing wanting to do a similar thing. Yeah, so like and, fantastic um, like filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. And so naturally you compare yourself to what you've sort of done. And um, it's a weird thing for me. So I started lockdown sort of, I didn't really know what I really wanted to do. I, I sort of, I, well, I, I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a filmmaker and stuff like that, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with but, lockdown. And mm. I saw other people's work and that sort of pushed me to sort of want to, because I saw how better it was. In my head, it was better. And so I was like, well, I want to sort of improve myself. So I took it upon myself. I did like, I did, I did a film essay, I did three short films, um, which I wrote and directed and edited and all that shit. And um, I basically wrote a ton of scripts. Uh, mm. And I still am. And it's sort of, yeah, I don't know, it was sort of the push. I saw, I think it took one person to sort of say that they were pushing to make me push. Um, Oh yeah, I feel that. That's kind of where I started being like, you know what? I guess I could, I guess I, you know what? That gives me something to do. Like, yeah, quite a competitive person. Yeah, lockdown. Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm competitive. I think it's natural to Mm. be competitive, especially in the industry that we want to get into. You know, you've got to to have a competitive edge and there is quite a lot of bitchiness to that and that's fine. Um, (laughs) But you know, but you know you'll you'll notice who who's a dick and who isn't the dick and who you want to work with again so it's sort of then mm. you've got to remember that um but yeah no it's it's sort of i think lockdown for most people has been this sort of time where they've had something to put off for ages and then now they're sort of now working on it and i think that's yeah. a great thing. oh definitely um and a lot of people are finally getting on those projects that they've put off for so long so let's talk about post lockdown now if that's all yes. right with you um, yeah. So the idea, the idea of it, of it at least, anyway. So we're not really sort of out of For it. For however like, long it's going to last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're not out of like the coronavirus hasn't just gone. Do you know what I mean? We've got to accept yeah. that. We've just sort of eased the measures that were first in place. Um, so the idea, of sort of, have you gone out much? Sort of. Seen oh, many people honestly, before? yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've half had the like feeling of like you know what I don't know how this how long this is going to last. I want to enjoy it while we have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sort of, I, I'll end up to it. I've gone out. I've gone out. Um, within the sort of restrictions put in place, obviously, I'm not... Mm. Uh, I'm not yeah, oh, out. no, I'm not going out, like... To these raves. Just ignoring, like... Not that I think there's like, any raves that could, could go on near you, but... Um, Honestly, if there's some raves that are going on around here, I want to fucking know about them because it gives me something to do. <laughs> I wouldn't completely <laughs> say that out loud, but, you know, fair enough to you. Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, there aren't any raves. This is, this is all hypothetical. There, right, are, there are no raves. No raves in Shropshire. <laughs> uh, fair Let enough. the record uh, show. Um, Shropshire? Yes. All right, I didn't realise it was... I'm trying to... Because I don't know my geography well, that yeah, way. It, but I, I know Shropshire. Yeah. I know... So, um, oh, God, what's it called? Um, oh, uh, Bridge North. Do you know? Bridge yeah, North. Bridge yeah North. I know Bridge North. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's where my um, my grandparents live uh, in Bridge North. Oh, right. Uh, 
uh, and I know someone that was from like that sort of that area where you're from now um, mm. to make sense. Um, so I don't know if you know of the YouTubers TGF. I uh, yes, I do. They went to a school round there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and sort of, I know somebody that knew them. Um, but that's that's all I really fucking know. There's not much more to the story. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of obscure, like random links to this place. It's a bit. Yeah. It's very odd. It's like, there seems to be like, you look at it in a wide scope and it's like, all this shit happens here. And it's like, wow, this place must be quite interesting. You've got like famous comedians and like YouTubers yeah. and like, you know, actors and this and that. And then you actually get here and you're like, no, this is pretty much just farms and fields and everything that looks nice, like that isn't farming happened. Like you see that in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a weird, I think it's a weird area. I mean, especially, I don't know if you, I, this is a really, really obscure thing. I, I might have forgot this out of the podcast because it's so <laughs> obscure. Um, but uh, I don't know if it is in Telford. Telford, I, I'm trying to remember what might what sort of it is, but like there's an area where there's a shopping centre and this is not going to help you at all, I know. Uh, there's a shopping centre and it's got like a QVC store or something like that and it's got like, it's got loads of shit there. But basically there's a McDonald's there. It was like medieval. Yes, I live. I live like by that town. Do you? I yeah. Basically, no, it's, it's not. Like, it's not. It's not open anymore. I, I checked. No, no. They. Yeah, I remember they closed it. it. Yeah, no, it was so cool. Everyone, like, honestly, the day they closed that down, like, everyone was just so sad because I think they closed it because the rent in like the high street because it's it's in Shrewsbury. Um, Right. Yeah, it's. I think at one point it was like a, a bit of a claim to fame because it was like the oldest yeah. building a McDonald's is in in the world or something. Yeah. It's like 14, 13 summer. Yeah. Um, but basically, because they couldn't update it to like the new one, they kind of mm. just got rid of it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's about a 20 minute train ride from mine. Yeah, um, no, it's mad. I mean, I, we saw something the other I literally, I'm saying this because I, remember, I remembered it the other day. <laughs> I think it was because it was in like lockdown and stuff like that. And um, I was just like, I was trying to go just through like on like, like a YouTube random... binge. Yeah, yeah I was, I was, honestly, it was like sort of, I was going through my memories in my head, sort of like these weird things. And I was like, I swear that I remember when I was younger, I used to go to this McDonald's and it was like really old. And so I had a look and sure enough, it, it existed. Very strange place. Um, yeah, it's like literally in the town centre. It's so odd. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird that you said this because it's weird. I, I've never spoken to somebody <laughs> that's sort of known about that ever. And it's such a weird concept. I never thought it, I'd be speaking yeah. about that with you. Um, very strange. I'm going to have to keep yeah, it in now. Sure. It's it's so, it's so <laughs> You've got to keep it in to like let the people know. There's there a, there's there a used to be a medieval. <laughs> Honestly, there's definitely yeah, a pop quiz question in there. Uh, there's a load of like those random pub quizzy things like around here, like you know the yeah. oldest McDonald's. Well, it's not the oldest McDonald's, but the oldest McDonald's. Y you know what I mean? It's like yeah, the, an old building. Yeah. Uh, there's that. There, I mean Charles Darwin's apparently from here. Oh right, okay. There's a shitload of statues, so I mean it must be at least a little true. <laughs> How many of them have been torn down recently? Or uh, none of Charles Darwin. Um, oh, very Especially, enough. I mean, I think he was. I don't know about his public record, but I no. think he was, I think he was a bit of a hermit from what I've like gathered. He's a bit, he's a bit um, of a shut-in type. Yeah. But um, there is one in the town centre of like this bloke who basically sacked India. 
<laughs> oh god uh, and there's been a shitload of petitions for that to come down um people as you can probably imagine rural shropshire mm. is quite a um traditional place we'll, mm. we'll say that it's quite traditional very anti everything i am it's really annoying <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough so you said that sort of more people started coming back in the office um did you notice that sort of people were anxious to get back in the office and because you're trained as a, as a mental health officer so you're technically we can say professional in, in that field you've got the training for it um did you sort of have to um and you don't have to go into any specifics but were there instances where you had to sort of take care of people's anxiety and because and, and, it's a very difficult time to sort of ask people to go back to work and obviously people will, might have struggled in lockdown. So did you have to sort of use those skills that you learned? Well, the first people that came back were our operatives on site. Um, many of them were furloughed um, in the early part. I think somewhere in the region of about six of them were kept on uh, purely because the contracts they were involved with were, were ongoing. They were government contracts. Um, so they carried on. And I think the others then who were sat at home they all dealt with it differently and it depends on their own mental state. I remember that I had a couple couple of phone, difficult phone calls with them to try and sort of reassure them that everything would be okay. And this was at a time when really I didn't have all the answers. Um, so I suppose my first sort of delve into it was with the operatives and the fixers before they came back. But then the office staff, we... We tried to have some kind of regular once a week um, Zoom chat whereby we just got them all on and tried to explain to them. But every single week, it seemed to be the same thing, whereas we're all going, well, when do you think we'll be back? And we couldn't actually give them that answer. It had to be on a needs basis. Um, and I then started to get involved with them personally in terms of speaking to them, checking they were okay. Um, many of them, when we did start bringing them back, were anxious about how it was going to work in the office. Uh, so that was really very difficult. And of course, with being off work for quite a long time and probably having very little contact with anybody else, we were saying to them, no, 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 it's all okay, it's all fine. But that was easy for me to say that because I'd worked throughout and I'd had no lockdown uh, period. I'd just carried on working. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose so. So sort of go, going away from work what, what were the other sort of tools that, that you sort of went through um with, with lockdown were there any other stresses that sort of played on your mind well you've also got your own family life and obviously i'm including you in that mm. you know that your own children's education is possibly suffering as a result of it uh, you're trying to hold down a job and the jobs of many other people are, are obviously around you. It was really, really difficult. And we, I almost um, imagine it was like wartime where people huddled around the radio. When these announcements were coming out on a nightly basis, we all sat around and I think in the end we got a bit tired of them because it was pretty much the same information being wheeled out. But to start with, it was, that's what we all lived by. We were mm. expecting some big thing to come out of nowhere and rescue us from the black hole that we're all heading towards. Um, I think the difficulty now is we've we've ended up with a situation where many many industries have, have suffered and, and lots of other people are suffering as a result of that. Uh, but 
yeah, mentally, it's the most difficult thing I've ever done, and I'm and I'm still dealing with it now. Mm. I I think obviously we we spoke about obviously this being a coronavirus special, but I don't think it'll be the only time it'll come up. You know, I think it's going to come up a, a quite a few times, unfortunately, in sort of this sort of second season that we're going to go ahead into. But it, it's it's not, you know, this is not the last time it'll be mentioned, unfortunately. No. But it's, I mean, whether it be coronavirus or anything else, anxiety is a big thing. And I've noticed that recently, um, just how in a short space of time, for a variety of reasons, not, not exclusively to coronavirus, people can become anxious about... Mm their own personal position, money. Uh, there's so many things people get worried about and they quite often don't discuss it with anybody. Mm. And that's the worst thing that they can possibly do. They often don't want to discuss it with a partner because they're both going through it at the same time, mm. which is why I've tried to say to people I'm here to speak to, um, despite everything that I personally am going through, quite often it's it's you can separate yourself from that and find a way out for somebody else. I think you're right in sort of saying that sort of everybody is going through it because it's, it's an everyday, it's an everybody, everybody sort of problem. Um, so it's difficult to talk, speak to someone about something, even though because you know that they're going through it as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's very difficult to sort of. It's like it's like when you you're sort of helping out people and reassuring people, you're still you've still got your own problems. It's difficult to sort of, and you know it's. We've always said sort of if you if you're in a better position, you should always help out people that are less fortunate. But everybody's going through it in different different ways and it, it is difficult and I always say on the podcast speak to your mates speak to your family speak to anybody that you know um, yeah, yeah obviously but now sort of when it's time you've got to be conscious that they're going to be going through stuff as well so it's it's always good to sort of you know seek help but also you know don't always want to what I'm saying is don't always um, expect the other person to be the therapist sometimes you need to be the therapist too the one one thing I learned very quickly when I did the mental health health first aid course was how many people seemed entirely normal in the room but actually when they all opened up and got a chance to speak about things that have affected them in the past you realize that we're all the same mm. we've all suffered some some kind of mental health issue in the past and possibly still are dealing with it um and I guess the course taught me to break it down into smaller sections and the main principle being that if you break it down, your problem down into the things that you can fix and the things you can't, and the things you can't, you have to move to one side, and then you move through the points that you, the things that you can actually do something about, and once you start breaking it down into smaller sections, and if you've got five things, you've got rid of three of them straight away that you can instantly deal with, and then you realise afterwards the others are out of your control. You can't do anything about that at all, except make sure that you talk and you stay strong and you just just open up as much as you possibly can so let's go on to lockdown two um that's what we're kind of branding it as now lockdown sort of the idea of lockdown has sort of been put back in our heads now sort of you know the country being sort of again put in a situation where it's more isolated than ever uh things are shutting things are being more restricted than they were before so we sort of had this brief period of sort of freedom and then it's sort of now being restricted again. How optimistic are you for the future? Um, I think all you can be is optimistic, in it? So, um, I mean, I think the country might have a bit of a, I mean, I don't want to get into this because it is dreadful, but I think we might have a bit of a tactical recession. Mm. When I say tactical recession, I mean like really bad. Um, no, I can see that. And I think a lot of people are going to be in 
employed. Um, well, that's already happened, but I think loads more people have been employed. Um, mm. I mean, the thing is with another lockdown, I don't want to get too like, political or whatever and talk about stuff like that, but the thing is with another lockdown, I don't think as a country we can afford it. No, we can't. I don't think we can't afford we can afford it. I mean, what the government's doing now is like, please, I think it's the government's saying, we've cocked up, so please do as you're told now. Because mm. then we'll have to lock you down again and you'll all lose your jobs. Which we yeah. we could have prevented in the first place, but kind of didn't. But I'm I not think people brown, got, I'm not gonna get into it. I think people have gone too far with it. Um that's my honest opinion. Again, I don't want to get too political about it, it's more about the mental health side. Um, but sort of, um, yeah, no, there's um, a lot of uh, strange tactics being taken, and I think yeah, we can yeah. sort of all see that. And um, but yeah. a lot of wishy wishy washy information that's sort of putting a lot of bad oh, things into the new furlough. The new furlough scheme is ridiculous, isn't it? I've heard about it. I've heard about it's it. It's now seventy-seven percent you get paid. Sorry for the politicalness, but you now get paid seventy-seven percent of your average wage or whatever. Mm. But um, 55% of that has to be paid by your employer. Only the 22% will be paid by the government. Right, so it's not even that much. And then if you need any more, I believe, I can't remember what it was to do with, but they brought up the treasury um, and they, they'll give you like £600 a month, but that's it. I don't know. But that's for employers, I think. I think they can, I think the treasury can give employers to give to their employees £680-something pounds a month per person, but they capped it at that. Because it's funny, isn't it? The Treasury own all our money. But they're quite stingy. Yeah. They don't like giving out money, do they? <laughs> no, no. It yeah, it's... Um, then, I, don't, I know they have to be careful, but at the same time... It's... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, start off with an extra hundred. What's on that map? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I get you completely. Um, so, obviously, look at it, obviously, next year. How optimistic are you for sort of towards... I've just put my drink everywhere. <laughs> that's not good oh shit oh, I mean it wasn't no, that much to be fair to be fair uh, it's probably all thing it's all just got, it's only gone down my trousers the, the, the uh, beer will be uh, on me it on... <laughs> oh it's on the Those seat as well me. right hang on, on one second boys pause the, oh, no. pause the recording no, or we should edit this out we'll edit it out it's fine we have a foot to the office of players no, no, it's fine. I mean, it's nah, nah, it's all right. I'll just give it a, a swift, swift uh, clean. So we're going into sort of next year. I don't, I don't know it seems quite far away now, but you know, it's really only a few months away. Are you sort of um, are you anxious for normality to come back? I think we can't go back to normality. I don't think we can. I think without. I think the only way we could do that is if we willed COVID not to exist. <laughs> That'd be yeah, cool yeah. <laughs> if we could do that. Nas- uh, an international el- er- um, effort, but that's just not going to happen. You know, it's wishy-washy, make-believe. Mm. I think the only way we'd be able to go back to normal is if we had a tested, tried vaccination that meant that everyone would be safe. <clears throat> and I know that some people don't like the idea of vaccinations, and I get that. The good thing about vaccinations is that even that 100% of the population doesn't actually have to have it. You can have 30% of the population that doesn't have it, 70% that does, and you're, everyone's still fine. You know, not everyone takes the MMR um, vaccination, but mm. we haven't, I don't know anyone who's had measles, mumps, or rubella. So I think, no. <laughs> I, think yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's pretty much covered. Um, but I do think that there's, 
kind of a, there's a yearning to go back to normality at the moment defo i think even i slipped the bar a little bit i was a little bit uncautious in august um is that the right word uncautious yeah why not yeah we'll say um, so i wasn't careful in um, in august and uh as a result i really hope that i wasn't some sort of silent spreader and i was mm. watching the graphs i was watching the animations yesterday on the um <clears throat> on the covid address done by you know witty johnson and valance and uh mm-hmm. it really just says that it's our age group you know 18 to 21 and 14 to 17 that uh we don't get very many symptoms we don't know it's happening to us um but we spread it we're like mm. super spread we're silent spreaders um we have the highest number of positive cases tests we have the highest number of positive tests that's just flat out all over the country that is the number Mm. um but we then we have one of the lowest hospital admissions and people Mm. going to intensive care which means we're either suffering with it at home or we are symptomless we don't know what's going on we may feel a bit crappy one day but we're still going outside because we think yeah we're covid free Mm. um and i think that that's the point you know we, we're talking about do, everyone doing their bit and we're complaining about the government and they're not getting their shit together but actually i think if you're a young person at the moment you're really not the ones who get a chance to go back to normal you mm. really have to just suck it up and move on and get on with the day um wear a mask sanitize regularly um and you know pray that you're not you're not gonna accidentally kill someone which is that could happen that's the reality you know, a tough thing to accept you know i yeah. think a lot of people sort of not like to hear that because you know sort of especially like us oh, we're going to uni a lot of people yeah sort of, i know are, are sort of a similar age group so that will sort of relate mm. to them and they'll they'll hear that and i can i can i can sort of hear their frustration already but like the, we've got a, an immense amount of responsibilities everybody's got yeah. immense responsibility but totally. i think so it's definitely our age group we definitely have and it's about setting a good example yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know, look, yeah. we can sort of the, the idea that we can sort of be out of this and sort of be back to a, a better sort of society, better normality, if we like a new normal. Yeah. We'll be back to that if we sort of sacrifice now. And we've been saying that for ages, and I don't think we've made that sacrifice yet. I don't think we have. You know, we talk about people. We, you know, if you talk about place times of which our country's been in like massive adversity. You know, you look back at World War Two. people gave up their jobs, either went and served mm-hmm. in the army or they gave up their jobs and went and worked in factories to support them, you know, to support them. Um, agriculture pulled all their resources. Everyone rationed. Like, these mm. are massive national efforts to beat something. And I feel like, you know, people lost loved ones in the last mm. pandemic, in the last uh, six months. And if you're thinking that, yeah, the rules still don't apply to me. I really have no words for you. Um, do you see that post? I don't know if you follow the Shade Borough on Instagram. I do. Um, and I saw there was a party of 200 to 300 people in Coventry um, mm. like two days ago. In oh, one house, that, to yeah, be yeah. fair, to be fair, one yeah. house. But they don't know if people came into that house. They don't know if it was, a, you know, if it was everyone from the same place. There's no way of proving it um and that's really that's kind of shocking that's really shocking you need to give a shit you need to care this isn't the type of moment where you can really think about yourself 
to me that's the most tory behavior thinking the rules don't apply to you yeah that yeah. is disgusting yeah and the thing is there's a lot of people that get political about it and yeah um the, 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 it's you can't criticize a, i mean i would say you can't criticize the government if you didn't vote in an election when you could have um, yeah. It's the same prin- principle now. If you you can't criticize the government if you're doing mm-hmm. what is, you know, technically what wrong. They're telling you not to do. Yeah, exactly. You know? And you can't you know? get political about it and go, well, uh, I don't actually agree with the government, so I'm going to do it anyway. It's not. Yeah, it's not a time it's to like get political. The problem. Yeah. The, the, a, a coronavirus isn't a political sort of matter. It's a fucking matter that just needs to be sorted out by everybody. We all hope that at some point in the the not too distant future. I mean, I'm talking about maybe six months from now, we've got some kind of normality back into our lives. Admittedly, we're always going to have to do the things that coronavirus has taught us to do more, you know, wash our hands and maybe keep our distances for longer periods of time. But hopefully people will be able to return back to work because if they don't, the the mental health of so many people is is at risk, Um, particularly those who aren't as lucky and haven't got uh, a support network around them, have not got so many friends or family who live close to them. We've got to remember this and we've got to look out for each other. Mm. Yeah, it's not a time to sort of be selfish. And I actually saw something today which was, um, so Cineworld have shut, well, are going to shut all their sort of cinemas. Uh, the US operations and, and, and the UK and, and, and sort of operations there, which is, is mental because that's a lot of jobs. Um, and obviously that's happened because they don't see it being viable in, this, in the current climate. Not enough films coming out. The new Bond film just got, you know, um, pushed back, for example. Um, and, and there's people that are only just finding out sort of from these articles, you know, people that work for Sydney World. It is mental. Um and it's really sort of showing, you know, the, the the companies and sort of, you know, you only company, this is me saying this to you, sort of, you need to be as open as possible, I believe, with, with your staff because that is what you need and that's what they need to hear. Um, you know, I'm not saying you're going to go out to the sun and say we're shutting down operations and then they're going to find out, you know, in the next day. It's probably not going to happen. But what, you know, it, it, it's the idea of sort of, not even just in a in a business sense, but also just being as open as possible because well, we, I don't know, we don't got, need that that mystery right now. You know, sort of thirty circa thirty direct employees, and that's quite an undertaking and a responsibility. Um, many there there are probably managers out there who who don't care for the staff quite as much as we do, but we see it as one big family. Uh, might yeah. sound cheesy. But it's true, no, and it's the one right, thing. Yeah. We've always been close to them. Um, they can talk to us about anything at any time. And they usually know we've only got one office. Um, and so, uh, you know, they know whether something's going right or going wrong. So we do stay very close to them. And But we're just trying to do it for everybody. We're trying to get through what we need to get through, do the right things at the right time, uh, be careful where we can. You know the social distancing and everything else. We I think we've done pretty well at that. Um, but but who knows? You know we we're talking about sort of six months time. We'll have to see. Um, we take now each week and month as it comes and just see how we can get through it together. But the one good thing is we've got a great team around us, and mm. that is just one of the biggest bonuses anybody can have, any employer can have. 
if you're uh, tuning back in to the Talking Head podcast. So, so it's Scott is everywhere. Scott Messi. Scott. For the visually impaired, I've just wet the seat. <laughs> For the visually impaired, June's holding out of apps. That's a good one. Yeah. Have you, seen, have you seen the recent one? It's um, the fake taxi. It, it's, yeah, I've seen well, that. He, taxi, he has a Biscoff uh, milkshake and June's in the in the van with him. And uh, June, June, June spills some of the cream on the uh, on the seat. Oh yeah, what, you got that cream uh, on the seat. June's, yeah. uh, June's just creamed on the seat. Yeah. Dave, classic move on that. that. It is quite good. They are quite just relaxing watching, aren't they? Um, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk again. Let's talk again about um, sort of. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up about the future. So next year, how are we feeling about next year with um, um, coronavirus? Do you reckon normality is going to be reached? Do you reckon? Um, and do you reckon sort of if it isn't, that's going to have an effect on your mental health? Um, I think I don't know because I think what's kept me sane, as sad as it is, is working. Mm. Um, so I won't be working as much obviously because I'm after uni. Um, and my uni, my uni timetables come through. I've got like a few, one day there, the rest's online. Um, but I don't know because you know, at the end of the day, I think people have forgotten now because it's old, not old news, but obviously there's only so much you can talk about it. Like by next year, there probably could be a vaccine. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think that. I mean, obviously that'll you know because if there's a vaccine, there's a vaccine. You know what I mean? That's it. That's kind of the end of it. I mean, but I think people will still, you know, have it and maybe sadly die of it and it will still cause issues. But I think what will happen now is everyone will be more cautious. And I think there will be people even, because they get rid of masks or whatever, because they've already said when they're going to get stop giving people masks. It's like February, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're going to get rid of that rule of mask wearing on trains and stuff. Which is weird. So they can sort of see that far ahead, which I reckon. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I reckon masks but, um, might be around for a quite a while. Um, I don't. Yeah, maybe they will. Be, I don't know. But I don't think they'll be. Caught. I don't. I think they'll be. They'll stop being compulsory at some point when maybe there's a vaccine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I think people still will. I think we'll now enter an era where people in this country, because you never see people wearing face masks in this country. No. When you're walking around like a city, because obviously people in it's Asia, isn't it, where it's a big thing. You wear them in cities, obviously because it's highly populated and the pollution. I think now in this country, I think there'll be a lot more people wearing masks and stuff. Just because they don't want another, they don't want to catch anything. I think it's made, it's going to make people more germophobic than mm. they already are, um, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I wear a mask because it's you know it's common sense. Uh, sorry, Ian Brown, but it's I'm common no. sense. Yeah, no, uh, it's common sense. I'm afraid. If and if you don't wear them, you are just selfish. Um, unless you've yeah. obviously got the the flowery lanyard, that's a if you can. Mm. Um, it's just selfish not to wear one at the end of the day um, so until when the government says you don't have to wear them anymore I mean I I don't think I will because um, I don't think I'd need to because at the end of the day I, I'm, I, at the end of the day I, I've, I'm, I'm privileged that I'm young so I'm at the lowest risk I could possibly be mm. it's to protect other people not myself really it's about thinking about other people but I think once that it stops being compulsory, I think I'll stop. Wearing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's sort of, um, I do it obviously at the moment, sort of with the rising cases, you know. Um, yeah, I was, well, we I do was, it at work now. It's, it's, we have to wear them at work. It's now law. Yeah, 
I mean, I I started at work like out for the like the first two months of working at, um, My uh, at work. Um, I work I worked in retail, and um, yeah, no, the skincare, the skincare, honestly, it's a big thing because it's it's causing acne so much. I mean, I reckon they do cause like they do cause like spots around there. Yeah, 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 and um, sort of it started getting quite warm, quite warm summer sort of hit, and I sort of was just um, I just stopped wearing it at work, and I and I sort of regret it in some ways but some some ways it was like it was too warm to be to work in and especially where i worked it was more like a greenhouse than anything else and i know you work in literal greenhouses at times but um yeah. sort of in, in a way um it, it was awful so i had to sort of stop wearing a mask for a bit and um oh, and you've got to distance myself what have you done sorry you just take my just take my all right okay um we're, we're glossing over it don't worry um yeah no i start i stopped wearing it and then uh uh, and then obviously I've left work now and it's just become compulsory. So whether or not I think that's the right thing to do, yeah, probably it is. Probably it probably should have been the thing from the beginning. Especially with bars being open as well. Um I have been in situations where bartenders have got actually quite close up. Um and yeah. I've not really said anything about being uncomfortable with it, but it's half of me which is uncomfortable with it and the idea of the fact that they've probably done that to everybody else who's in that bar. Yeah. Well, now so people who work in restaurants have to wear them. Yeah, there's an idea behind it which I sort of agree with, and um, yeah, I think it's going to make a lot of people, more, more people, feel safe. And um, I think if people mm-hmm. see uh, people in, working in shops doing it, then uh, you sort of lose the excuse not to be bothered to wear one when yeah. you're just a customer, because a lot of people will just come in to the same they can't be bothered or or. But if you if someone's if working eight hour it. shifts in it, then you can wear it for ten minutes. It's, there's no. Excuse yeah, you've got an actual kind of genuine thing. issue. I saw a, saw a thing about it. It was more aimed at American um, people because there's like a there's like little protest in America, isn't it, about wearing this country? I think mm. there is. Mm-hmm. Many, I don't think. Is there? I don't know. Well, I know in America there's like so. huge protests about wearing masks. So it's like um, because all these protesters are mainly Trump supporters because they're also doing like anti-Black Lives Matter stuff. Um, you know, lovely people. Um, it was like, oh yeah. It was like the picture of that dog. I can't remember what it's called. You know, like dog. That's for me. I don't know what it's called. That little shout chow thing. I don't know. Well, anyway, in the uh, fiery house. No, I don't know. It's not it's another one. Ignore me. I sound like a right. rogue. Um, it's like oh, Trump supporters. You know, drink beer, buy guns, love women, and you know, objectify women, hate black people type thing. That's the list. And then it kind of. Trump supporters, on the other hand, mask hurts my face, and it's like dog crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. how can you be? How can you portray this kind of uh, word hard as nails, and you refuse to and then do that on your face for like yeah, five yeah. minutes? It's, um, it's Someone a put silly. a Mitchell and Webb, Mitchell and Webb image on. You know the image of Dave Mitchell going, "Are we the are we the are we the baddies?" <laughs> yeah. Because. Um, Breen's Got Talent has received 2,000 complaints because someone wore, one of the judges wore a Black Lives Matter badge. A BLM, yeah. Uh, the yeah. BLM, and they received 2,000 uh, complaints, so someone's done that with, are we the snowflakes? <laughs> Question mark. It's just, it's which is true, which is true. If you don't support Black Lives Matter, you are a fucking snowflake. Yeah, exactly. Um, very Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually. Um, we'll we'll end that conversation just in the uh, hopes to not get too political because obviously we don't want to get too too caught up in that. But um, yeah, no, I think I think I've got a bit of optimism for the future and sort of coronavirus. Um, 
I think you've got to you've got to really you can't you can't just be constantly um pessimistic you know but we can't talk about the McDonald's all day unfortunately um oh, we've locked down the idea of oh, I know uh it'll be it'll come a special we can just go into it the history of that McDonald's <laughs> the history uh, the history of McDonald's because it's probably the rich history behind it anyway let's honestly let's move on. if you looked um, into it <laughs> Yeah, no, there probably is. Right, lockdown two. Okay, the idea of sort of the yes. second lockdown, the sequel. Um, it's probably not that anticipated, but um, lockdown two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you? Are you sort of? Do you think it's gonna? So we are gonna have. Oh, it's 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 definitely coming. Uh, do you reckon it's gonna be as, as uh, harsh as the first one? Honestly, no. Right. I think it. It should be. Mm. It definitely should be. But I don't think it will. You want it to be. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because Because you want it you want it to be because you know, ideally, you know, if if, ideally if you're all obviously it would be better. But you've got to think Mm. in terms of would you want that mentally? It's a strange one because in terms of like for the good of the public health and all this, yes, I do. Because it will be better for everyone afterwards mm. if we go in and just get it under control yeah that that would be fantastic in terms of going back to the just honestly pure like cyclical like boredom depression few moments of mania back down up and down the whole time god no mm. i it's a weird one i'm hoping they do it after we move into uni dorms because then it's um at least you're in there with a group of people who are relatively like similar like to you as opposed to Mm. like my parents which is incredibly boring (laughs) no offense but you know no i have quite different interests um, sort of going, I mean, we're both going into uni, so I've spoken to, to a few other people about it, but um, sort of, are you, are you um, anxious about the fact that sort of you're going into uni with sort of the idea of a second lockdown possibly pending? Honestly, it's, with everything that's been going on, just as a whole, like, you know, the world being on fire, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> literally and figuratively, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, the actual prospect of, getting everything ready to go down there, quitting jobs, yada, yada. It's mm. not been something I've thought about. And honestly, I'm probably quite glad it hasn't. Mm. Because if I properly sit down and think about that, I would probably be like a bit of a nervous wreck about it. I'm more just like buzzed at the idea of like getting out and going now, just because, mm. you know, getting somewhere. I'm, I know where we're going isn't exactly, you know, the metropolitan capital of the world, like, oh, um, oh God, it's better than here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, where we're going is sort of, um, I mean, I think, yeah, in my head, it does seem like the hot buzz town. Um, it, 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 compared yeah. to Leeds, compared to Leeds, at least, anyway. Oh, it, definitely. It, Com- it's, compared um, to, like, up in Halifax, this place is bad. Yeah. Um, but the thing, the thing is, a lot of people go on about uni and sort of wanting to go to these big cities because you sort of get that experience. But th- that this year, it's the worst year to go for that sort of experience because yeah. those big cities are the ones that are getting hit the hardest as well. Um, In some ways, I'm I'm quite glad that I've 
not gone to like Liverpool or Manchester or whatever. Yeah. Partially because that partially because the course at this place is adaptably like far better. But um, <laughs> it's like but that as well is definitely a factor, isn't it? Because yeah, I mean I have uh friends and friends of friends who've gone to Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool or whatever. And they're having to lock down in their dorms because someone's got it. Mm. Like someone's got COVID. Um, and it's like, yeah, I'm pretty glad that's that's not going to be like basically every three or four weeks. Because that seems almost like worse than being in a lockdown, like the constant uncertainty of it. Mm. I think been, you know, more in more out of the way you've got a very i can just get on with it, like just get on with it kind of thing mm. it's like obviously it's there and you need to take the precautions and mm. wear a bloody mask but um like you've got a there's a lot less of like the potential for it which i think is quite reassuring yeah yeah definitely um <clears throat> so looking looking forward to the future um, hmm. how, how sort of would you, would you rate yourself as being quite optimistic for it? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to Ooh. put too much pressure on you as well because you're not no, a scientist. No, but, but like the idea of fine. sort of normality going back to normal, when do you sort of... Um, have you got an idea? Because it'll be an interesting sort of look now if you sort of say when do you reckon normality will sort of go back to normal. Um, we can sort of look back on it when it sort of almost does. Um, when then, do you reckon sort of normality will be reached and, and how optimistic are you for it to sort of be reached soon? Because I imagine you're going to be reached. Oh, I, if it could be reached tomorrow, has my vote. But um, realistically, I think it's going to be a couple of years. Not mm. just for like, obviously, like when they get a vaccine, that's the big, the big push for it, isn't it? Um, like, you get the vaccine, most people are, most people will get it because most people are sensible. <laughs> um, yeah. And then generally things will start to head back to how they were. But then you've got, obviously, there's going to be a lot of places that are closing down. I feel like, especially if there's a second lockdown, there will be, which is a real shame, but it's a fact of it. And I feel like to get everything back to how it was, like almost like if you paused time and went back to, like say, January, this year i think it's um oh it's going to take probably about three or four five years to get it like to some form of normalcy and people removing mask policies i think that's going to be something that might stick to be fair Mm. it's like masks and hand gels because i think for the amount of absolute chaos this bloody thing has done it's um i don't think it's worth a lot of like places being like you know what we'll just do whatever I feel like a lot of places are going to want to be back to normal. But like, I mean, I know I saw what Reading's got all tickets out again Leeds, this yeah. year, like Reading and Leeds and Glastonbury and all the all these festivals. And it's like they're they're not going to be back to normal for a while, which is a real shame to be fair. Because you know you don't want to be sat in a squared off box. <laughs> In a no, festival, but I'm 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 tempted to see how it will sort of work. Um, yeah, I think before I, I, I do, it won't work at, at it's sort of. A, it, I don't. I can't see it happening at full capacity next year. Oh, um, definitely not. 
uh, I imagine they've sort of reduced it anyway as a sort of um, first thing. But you know, I, I don't know. It'll be it'll be intriguing to sort of see because um, yeah, I, I can't really see it sort of being sort of what it was. Um, but you know, we've got sort of now a newfound re- appreciation with first things, and that's sort of the positive. Um, we now have sort of a, a newfound sort of we can appreciate things more and, and, and sort of that normal stuff and the normal little things, you know, you sort of, the, before we're so you know, overlooked, now we can sort of go and actually say, well, I actually appreciate that and appreciate people in your life and stuff like that. So that's sort of a positive to come out of it. Um, Cause I, I, I don't, I don't want to come out of it. This, this podcast being quite negative and getting people not down because that's never the sort of the intention. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Like it will get back to normal. Yeah, it will we, get back to normal. Is, it's just going to take some time. Yeah, uh, with all things, it'll go back to normal. And sort of, it, we're lucky that it's sort of happening now and sort of, because um, a lot of people go, I wish this happened when I wasn't around and stuff like that, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, we are, as, as much as people have said we are, are well equipped, um, we have been, pretty, I think we've been pretty well equipped with sort of, with stuff. And, um, you know, certain decisions I, I can applaud, certain decisions I can obviously go, fuck that, that's the worst thing <laughs> yeah. in the world. Um, thank God for the furlough scheme. I mean, thank, I mean, oh, oh, that, that has been a lifesaver. That, that's been a lifesaver for a lot of people. And um, one of the, I think, I mean, I'm not, I, I you know, I don't want to get too political, but one of the, the you know, the positives of what the, the Tory government have done in the last few years has been, has been that. Um, mm. uh, so oh, that's, for that's sure, the furlough scheme was like, honestly, the best decision they could have done. Yeah, yeah they, they could have done. Um, but honestly, yeah, without getting too political. Um, I, to be fair, I think we're more well equipped for a second lockdown now if there was going to be one. So it wouldn't be as severe. Mm. I think we'd be a lot, we know a lot more about the virus. Um, <laughs> I think people are well, much more well um, sort of informed. Now people sort of have this idea, and I don't know if it's a healthy idea to have, uh, where if you sort of get the virus, um, it's not as lethal as you thought. Because a lot of people used to think, if you get the virus, I'm going to die. It's an instant thing. Um, now it's sort of, seen as this thing that sort of it's not as severe as we originally thought but whether or not it's a positive thing to sort of think i don't know i feel like it's a very like it it's yeah it's a very like two-sided coin where it has a lot of positives of like people can stop being you know like (laughs) uh, bulk buying toilet paper Mm. but um (laughs) obviously it has the problem of then you get people who are like you know what i'm just gonna go out because it's gonna be fine Mm, just not healthy but i think definitely as well now we've had one lockdown i feel like a lot of people are probably more equipped like you know what you're going into Mm. and i think that will be a big saving grace and obviously the internet like i don't think i could have done this like lockdown without the internet no 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 exactly yeah if you did this 20 years ago you'd be struggling oh god i'd be i i would not be in well you wouldn't be alive to be fair. <laughs> well yeah I, I, that that's one big that's one big thing i wouldn't be alive but like also i don't know if i'd be like i wouldn't if it wouldn't be the best of places like being so isolated no. for like so long i just i couldn't i couldn't do that uh, but i also, think you know we wouldn't have the sort of the the we have spotify we wouldn't have um i mean how would we would be i mean 20 years ago you wouldn't have had a WAP, so we wouldn't have been able to make make it through uh Make, make it through lockdown at all i'm gonna be i don't even think i've actually listened to that song all the way through I, yet i'm being sarcastic <laughs> so don't worry but um no, no i um, know but everyone's always saying it it's like this song has been like massive 
and I don't think I've actually listened to it all no. the way through. Human, mate. I mean, um, Alan oh, I had a night out recently. Um, so um, there's a street uh, in Leeds called Brigitte. Um, quite a big, pretty well-known street uh, where there's lots of high, high, you know, high streets or labels and stuff like that. And this was to be, oh, I don't know, probably like 1 a.m. or something like that. I was, um, <laughs> I wasn't pissed, but I was like, this is before the sort of 10 p.m. curfew and all this stuff. And uh, you, had, you, had with, a, with, you had a healthy drink. Yeah, I was out with people from work uh, on just like work do um because i was leaving um you know, sort of it was sort of we we're going out anyway but sort of it was a nice thing because i was leaving and it's just now they've employed this like sort of grass space on brigitte and for some yeah, reason they've done that down here. Uh, a, a good idea to sort of um do the whap dance uh, <laughs> one day, which is terrible because uh, it involves a split um and i was wearing let's say tight tight trousers um <laughs> I have no idea how they didn't actually rip, um, but yeah, oh. no, it was, it was terrible. Um, I, and I was stuck in that position for a good five minutes um, because it, it's, I, I don't know, my body's not uh, equipped oh. to go into that position. So, um, I mean, a skin yeah. full of beer clearly helped with that. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 a good, a good amount. Um, I don't even think I was on the beer, I was on more vodka and uh, vodka and shots. Well, that really helps. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, and I think I just kept coming back and there were shots waiting for me. Yeah. It was an expensive oh. night. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, no, um, <laughs> I think we should end the podcast with sort of a, a positive. Um, yes. A, a sort of a message of sort of um, of positivity. So, um, you know, with this second lockdown sort of, coming potentially coming into place and sort of these restrictions getting harsher now um from getting quite easier and people's mental health sort of um it might have struggled through lockdown and the idea of a second one sort of is, is sort of bringing back these sort of bad thoughts and it's looming in their heads um what would be your advice to sort of people that are that are very anxious in this time um and what would you say sort of what would be your sort of uh, idea to sort of try and cure that and sort of calm it? I would say, especially like with the whole idea of like second lockdown and all this, um, my, I guess, key piece of advice would be you, um, while you have time and you can still go out and like find things to do, go out, experiment, try new things, and find something that you like that you can also foreseeably like keep up as a hobby and have mm. this like thing and have this sort of anchor to just come back to. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's like, you know, getting a punch bag or like going to the gym or whether it's like reading like comic books or like collecting things or find an outlet that's not just passively watching Netflix or like sitting like on an xbox or a playstation just like just like kind of trying to zone out try and find something that's active that will like keep you thinking i mean i find something that's distracting but not passive you need like something that you can do and something that you enjoy doing is probably the key part of that like definitely like find something you really enjoy and latch onto that with all you can I think mm. that would be my my golden advice for um for anyone. 
that would be very i mean i think that's quite, that's quite good advice to be honest and my advice would be sort of similar to find the stuff that you sort of um like and sort of um go 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 wild with it um and see see where you can go you know sort of i, I mean i can sort of um sort of credit that and say you know sort of stuff that i've done I, i've written a lot of i've sort of filmed a lot uh, in lockdown and sort of as a result of it i've created a podcast um and you know sort of you know we we've got to the point now where we're sort of ending this first season going into sort of a second season which which will be coming very very soon i'll keep you guys updated on the social Ooh. medias um uh we've got some very exciting news which again i can't i've already teased it last week and i can't i can't believe <laughs> it yet because um i don't i don't i've i've revealed stuff in the past and i don't i, I like the idea of it sort of I want to, I want to, I want to tease you guys and sort of keep you guessing, and then eventually we'll come back. But um, I've already revealed we'll come back in a video format. <laughs> but there's more exciting news in that, so uh, get ready for that. But, you know, um, yeah, I think that's good advice. I think that's good advice to sort of you know latch into stuff that you you really sort of enjoy and just go go ham with it. Everybody's got to take personal responsibility. That's the first thing. Stop blaming other people uh, for for things that are, haven't quite worked out the way you thought they should have done in the past. Um, I'm not saying you should be uh, single-minded, but at the same time, you do have to think about yourself, what you're doing, and also just recognise the fact that you can't change everything. The things that are happening around you, you probably can't change most of them. The one thing you can do is... Make sure that you are staying in touch with people, you're speaking to people, whether that's friends, family, people at work. It doesn't matter. Um, just somebody who will listen, who can offer you some kind of constructive advice. And try and find out who those people are, particularly if you are in employment. Who are those people who've got some mental health experience? Um, you'd be surprised, actually, how many people can help in these, these sort of strange circumstances we're in who've got... Um, they won't have lived the same life as you, but they will have had similar experiences and may well have an answer that you'd not even thought of. So just, it's all about talking. It's it's an old adage, but it is true. Just talk to people, um, you know, use people around you. Find those people who will listen with the right advice and, and, tr and just try and get yourself back on track and stop worrying about the things that you can't fix. There are yeah, doubts yeah. I have, of course. There are, you know, with sort of live music, that's something I'm missing, and sort of that's something yeah, I have doubts about. And um, any sort of live event, whether or not any sort of thing will even happen, I'm hoping sort of, you know, Reese Fest. Um, I've just announced a, a bunch of new artists today, and sort of you sort of get reminded that's a thing that's going to be coming up. And um, yeah, no, it's, 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 have you not yeah. seen what it is? No, um, no, I'm not seeing it. Wombats are, are coming back, which is. At least first classic, so you can classic sort of festival guarantee band. that's going to be good. KSI as well, uh, legendary KSI. Uh, there be great films filling out the field. Um, I hope he brings Randolph out. I hope he brings out um, Ethan Payne. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I blocked the singer on Twitter. Does my head? He's a bit. He's a bit. I'm going to be honest. He's a bit wet. Um, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, he doesn't seem like my kind of person. He just seems a bit too much at the know, moment. I, it just, it just, it just, I've blocked all the time, I think, because I was getting my suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, when I block people on Twitter, it's not because they've annoyed me, it's because I, I get them suggesting I can't be asked. 
because even when you press remove this ad, it's not relevant. It still comes back. So, you know, if Ethan Payne is listening, there's a bit of justification as to why you're banned, by the way. So yeah. if you were wondering... We'll have, a, we'll have a YouTube boxing match. Oh, God, don't. He's, he's <laughs> probably batting and he's massive now, isn't he? Yeah, he's a bit inch. But anyway... Um... What? The youth is smart. Uh, you know, yeah. we are incredibly dumb at times, but you know what? We can actually pull ourselves Fine. together. And, and I think, I think we're demonised on a regular stuff. basis. I think we're demonised on a regular basis by the current government. Mm. And I'm waiting for the day that enough of us are old enough to vote them out. Um, mm. That's yeah. really it. But that's my own personal belief. I'm not going to tell someone that they need to think the same way I do. Um, mm. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I think that you can't... <laughs> You can't turn around and blame one select group of a society when you've told everyone to go out and eat, have a meal in a restaurant. You know, how many times was eat out to help out going on? Was it like four times a week? Four, time, four days a week, free, yeah. Free, free, Monday free day, to oh, oh, hang on. No, yeah, yeah. Monday to Wednesday, yeah. Was it Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday. So and then some people extended it. Exactly. So you can't, you can't tell people that we are the one problem. When you had a whole month of people of saying, "Yeah, go out, socialize, go out mm. and have a meal," mm. you know, it, it, the connotations of that are just so stupid. So, yeah, the logic doesn't really make sense. Um, I just think that I just think that we need to stop pointing fingers and saying, "Uh, this person or that person." Mm. We need to start saying "us" or "we," or you know, I'm thinking of other people right now. And mm. that means that, yeah, I'm going to give up some of my privileges in order for someone else to have the privilege of, you know, exactly. breathing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. literally comes down to that. Um, and, and, and yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we should, we should sort of wrap it up and just... Sure thing. Um, because, yeah, we, again, that message of sort of taking responsibility and the idea of we is very important. Um, I, I, and I know there's a lot of people who listen to this that are sort of similar age um and I, I would just advise you to sort of um look at your sort of your own actions and uh don't take ma- maybe don't take those massive different changes initially because you know that's going to be a difficult thing to do look at the little things that you do and sort of try and minimize them sort of see what you can do uh individually because everybody will do different things and just try and sort of see what what can i do um and and make those little differences and then hopefully they'll we'll see them sort of count um, but yeah, no, it's been lovely speaking to you, Gabriel, today. Um, you too, mate. Uh, it's been lovely having a little catch up uh, before uni. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'll be seeing you. Uh, maybe at a distance. Maybe at if, a we're distance. In our, if we're in the same social bubble. Yeah, that's sure. the thing. I, we don't know what's going on at the moment, yeah. but um, different rules for different places. So it's it's going to be weird, but um, one point I'll see your face. So it'll be all right. Uh, not in, not over a Zoom screen as well. Oh, so, gosh. Uh, could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> um i always i always ask um every guest have you got anything to plug or you or do you want to leave it over a little message or yeah um 
go follow my Instagram. <laughs> uh, it's Curly Gabe ninety nine. <laughs> but um, no, I you know just do you know what? Just take care of yourself, everybody. Um, yeah. It you know at the end of the day, you are responsible for your actions and just think, have some sense. Oh, and you know, rewatch something. I'm rewatching Peaky Blinders. It's the mm, best. Cool. I yeah, love yeah. it. I love it with a passion. So, you know, and go, I don't know, start a journal, draw a picture, read a book, do something. Do something. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to just lie in bed and, you know, look at your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I definitely agree. Yeah. Do something. That's what, that's the message we'll end on. Do Uh, one. Because it can apply to many different things. Yeah. Just do, just do something. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Stop being lazy. Right. Um, you know, if it's illegal, then probably don't be doing it. If it's legal yeah. and you, you like doing it, then I would say do it. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, don't don't kill anything. I feel is probably the biggest exception to that advice. Yeah, just don't kill, or well, just don't kill. Actually, uh, yeah, just don't do the things that you know you probably shouldn't do. That's yeah. probably the don't best do anything advice. heinous. You'll be <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, it's been lovely speaking to you today, James. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, it's been really good. And, Especially um, finding someone who knows about the McDonald's. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think we're going to have to do a part two. To uh, the, uh, the McDonald's. Just, just, just three hours of... A three-hour journey. Shropshire McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> um, we don't even have to do it about the McDonald's. We can find about other um, fast foods that have uh, happened in... Uh, Haunted fast food restaurants in Shrewsbury. Haunted fast food <laughs> we can go live we can go live to it and do do like a break in 24 hours do a um do a like paranormal activity kind of thing <laughs> set up all like the infrared cameras and a ouija board and, well exactly you know. we are going we are going to a video uh format so who knows um is the spirit of ronald mcdonald in this place <laughs> yes yeah oh no um so yeah no that that could be that could be a, a, an interesting thing just give me a message and see if you guys oh. want it and uh we'll we'll, we'll we'll work our magic um but yeah no it's been lovely speaking to you james and yeah it's uh, been really good um thank you for coming on have you got anything you want no to plug before, we, before we go or Ooh, plug uh not at the minute a lot of the things that i would consider to start plugging aren't at a point where i can plug them yet so um once you maybe already, we'll, 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 maybe we'll next time i'll plug maybe next yeah, time yeah. i'll plug some stuff at the end of mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> there we go thank you for getting involved in the in this conversation mate and um hopefully i'll see you on a podcast soon i probably will at this rate because you've been on like well, almost half, almost half of it at this point so yeah. uh yeah i'll be i'll be managed to do that mate i'll be managed to do that uh no uh, yeah, um uh, yeah, so. diary yeah anyway uh thank you guys for listening and um yeah i'll see you uh back for season two in a couple of weeks when we're back on video format so you'll be able to see my lovely beautiful face which is completely sarcastic because um i hate myself anyway uh i'll see you (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking right i'll I'll see you guys uh soon Uh, take care and uh get talking to your mates all right cheers